0: On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of Jasmine Robinson, a 23-year-old woman who disappeared from Archer, Florida, on February 18, 2019. At the time, Jasmine was seven months pregnant. The day she was last seen, at around 8 p.m. that night, Jasmine spoke to her aunt. She told her she was tired and going to bed. When her aunt came to pick Jasmine up the next day to take her to a doctor's appointment, Jasmine was gone. But all of her personal belongings were still there. When her family tried to reach her, they got no response. No one ever saw Jasmine again. Three and a half years later, Jasmine is still missing. What happened to Jasmine? Is Jasmine's story. For the past three and a half years, Jasmine Robinson's family has been searching for her, wondering what in the world could have happened to her the night that she went missing and who was responsible. For her family, Jasmine's disappearance is a double tragedy because when she vanished, she was seven months pregnant with a little girl. The months before Jasmine disappeared had been rough for her, but Her family knew that Jasmine didn't just leave. Her family had been determined to do whatever they could to keep Jasmine's story in the public eye. They knew that someone knew something, and they just want to be able to bring Jasmine and her daughter home. Jasmine was born on February 6, 1996, and she was raised in the small town of Archer, Florida. No public information exists about Jasmine's mom, but... Since she was a little girl, she had been raised by her grandmother, Rosa. Growing up, Jasmine's family said that she was a silly kid who was always trying to make people laugh. Jasmine was also an athlete, but she was also involved at the church that her family attended and sang in the choir. In middle school, at Williston Middle School, Jasmine was on the basketball team, and her teammates gave her the nickname Beezy, which stuck with her well into adulthood. Jasmine was very close to her family in Archer. We know that she had an older sister, Shantavia, and having been raised by her grandmother, her Aunt Bertha said that Jasmine was always more like a sister to her. Jasmine loved her family, and they loved her right back. They described Jasmine as a good girl who liked hanging out with her friends and never really had any real problems with anyone. Everyone in Archer knew Jasmine. Jasmine. In 2018, Jasmine found out that she was going to be a mother. Now, the details surrounding the father of her baby are unclear. I mean, there's no public information about who he is or how they met. But according to the reports, the relationship between he and Jasmine was rocky from the moment that she told him that she was pregnant. Now, even though the circumstances were not ideal, Jasmine had made the decision to keep her baby. And with a loving family behind her, I'm sure she was going to have plenty of support. At the time, 22-year-old Jasmine was still living with her grandmother as she got ready for this new chapter of her life. But in September of that year, Jasmine found herself in some pretty serious trouble. On September 13th, according to reports, Jasmine attended a football game at the University of Florida in Gainesville, which is about 15 miles from where Jasmine lived in Archer. Now, while attending that game, it's alleged that Jasmine stole someone's phone. According to reporting from the Independent Florida Alligator, Jasmine took the phone when a young woman at the game put it on her seat to stand up to watch the game. Now, taking the phone was one thing, but the phone also had the student's ID and credit card inside the case. And once Jasmine had the phone, police alleged that she attempted to use the phone to send herself money. Now, according to police, Jasmine had attempted to send herself money several times, and all of the attempted transactions totaled about $1,624. Now, it's not clear if any of the payments actually went through, but it wouldn't take authorities long to track the phone to Jasmine. Jasmine clearly was not a professional thief because the fact that she sent herself money from a phone that she had taken aren't the actions of someone who had done this before or was used to doing stuff like this. So according to the police, as soon as the person who was a student at the University of Florida realized that her phone was missing, she blocked access to her accounts and she reported her phone stolen. Now, because the phone was an iPhone, police were able to track the device through Find My iPhone, and they tracked it to the home where Jasmine lived. According to police, when they went to the home and spoke to Jasmine, initially, she denied having the phone and told police that she had no idea how the phone would have gotten into her house. The police, however, did not believe Jasmine, and she was arrested and charged with larceny, grand theft, and credit card fraud. Now, Jasmine was released on bond, and on November 8th, 2018, Jasmine entered a plea of not guilty to the charges. But despite her plea of not guilty, Jasmine's family said that she was really sorry for what she had done, and she really just ultimately wanted to make things right. Now, her next court date was scheduled for February 28th, 2019, and so Jasmine had planned to change her plea to guilty. I mean, Jasmine knew that she had made a mistake. She did something wrong and she just wanted to do the right thing and put this chapter of her life behind her. Now, there isn't much information available about Jasmine's life in the months before she went missing, but we do know that at the beginning of 2019, Jasmine was working. And from everything I could find, Jasmine was looking forward to and preparing to be a mom. She had found out that She was having a little girl, and she had decided on a name. She was going to name her Jamilia. Now, the man who fathered Jasmine's child has never been publicly identified, but it seems as though whoever he was, he wasn't happy about Jasmine's pregnancy, according to her sister. Her sister Shantavia told the Gainesville son that the father of Jasmine's child had begun contacting her. Now, Jasmine told her sister that she had been getting harassing phone calls from her child's father and that he had been leaving messages on her phone. Now, what he was saying on those phone messages is not exactly known, but the calls were really upsetting Jasmine. And then things got even worse when Jasmine said that he also began calling her job. Now, on February 6th, Jasmine turned 23 years old, but it would be the last birthday that her family would spend with her. Twelve days later, Jasmine was gone. On February 18th, 2019, Jasmine, now in her third trimester, had to work. It appears Jasmine didn't drive, so she would get dropped off and picked up by her grandmother and aunt quite often. Her sister said that she spoke to Jasmine that day while she was visiting her mom at a nursing home. Santavia said that they had a normal conversation and talked mostly about family. Now, Jasmine's sister knew all about the harassing messages that Jasmine had been getting from her child's father, but it doesn't appear that Jasmine made any mention of it during their conversation. But something happened at work after they spoke, and by the time Jasmine's shift was over, she was very upset. Her grandmother picked her up from work that evening and said when Jasmine got in the car, she was fuming. Her grandmother told CBS4 that Jasmine was, quote, in a rage or something like someone had threatened her. Her grandmother said that she didn't say anything about what exactly happened to her, but Jasmine was clearly angry about something. Now, it's not known at the time if Jasmine's grandmother knew about the harassment from her daughter's father, but Jasmine's grandmother dropped her off at home, and at the time, it does appear that Jasmine was still living with her grandmother, but it seems like that night, for whatever reason, her grandmother didn't stay at the home that night, and so Jasmine was alone at the house. Now, after being dropped off at home, Jasmine spoke to her aunt on the phone. Her aunt said that they spoke for a little while, but it's not known if Jasmine ever mentioned to her aunt what happened at work or not. I'm not sure if she knew about the harassment either, but the next morning, Jasmine had a prenatal appointment, and so her aunt planned to pick Jasmine up from her grandmother's house and drive her to the appointment. At around 8 p.m., Jasmine told her aunt that she was tired and she was going to bed. Her aunt never said that anything seemed out of the ordinary about that night, and aside from whatever had happened at work, it did seem to be just a regular night for Jasmine. But the next morning, everything changed for Jasmine's family, and nothing would ever be the same. On the morning of February 19th, 2019, Jasmine's aunt arrived at her mom's house to pick Jasmine up so that she could take her to her appointment. But when her aunt got to the house, Jasmine was not there, and it was very strange. First, Jasmine knew that her aunt was coming to pick her up, and second, Jasmine didn't have a car. So once her aunt realized that Jasmine wasn't in the house, she started calling Jasmine's phone, but Jasmine was not answering. Now, in a small town like Archer, there wouldn't be a ton of places that she could have gone, but the fact that she wasn't answering the phone was completely out of character for Jasmine. And Jasmine's aunt continued to try and reach Jasmine, but hours went by and Jasmine had not picked up the phone or returned anyone's calls. So on February 20th, after a full day had gone by with no word from Jasmine, her family decided to report her missing. Her family knew immediately that something just wasn't right. I mean, Jasmine had never done anything like that before. And at seven months pregnant, she wouldn't have just cut off contact with her family, who, at the time, she was really depending on. And the days after Jasmine was reported missing, her family was hoping that maybe she had just gone somewhere and not told them. Now, although it would have been completely out of character, it was still a possibility. But when Jasmine didn't show up for work, her family's concerns grew. She had also Ceased all activity on her social media accounts, which up until that point, she had been very active on. Haran said that Jasmine and her cousin were always messaging back and forth on social media, but there hadn't been any activity from Jasmine's accounts since she went missing. I mean, all signs were pointing towards someone who had gone missing involuntarily. But at the beginning, police were not so sure. After police received the missing person report, they did not immediately believe that Jasmine was an endangered missing person and that the trouble that she had gotten in a few months ago was the reason why. Now, with the recent charges against her and her upcoming court date on the 28th, police believe that Jasmine possibly could just be hiding to avoid going to court. Now, even though she was planning to plead guilty, police believe that You know, maybe she had changed her mind. But her family knew that that would not have made any sense. Now, on February 27th, her family appeared on local ABC News channel. And her Aunt Bertha said this when asked about Jasmine's court hearing and whether they believed it had anything to do with her disappearance. I don't think that cop date and all that got anything to do with her missing because Jasmine she was paying her money she admit that she did some wrong and she was paying for it she was going paying seeing her probation and paying her money for it. I don't think this got anything to do with uh, her being missing. I really don't and I think we're wasting time trying to pin that to this situation. The fact that Jasmine was seven months pregnant increased the urgency to find her for her family. I mean, no one knew what happened to her, but her being that far along in her pregnancy made Jasmine more vulnerable. Investigators said that they were looking into various leads, but they didn't have enough information to say that Jasmine was endangered. But the day after that report aired, the police upgraded Jasmine's case to an endangered missing persons case, Jasmine's family hoped and prayed that upgrading her case to endangered would help them find her. Archer is small, and you would think that answers would be easy to find. But for Jasmine's family, it wouldn't be easy at all. It wasn't long before rumors began to swirl around the town about Jasmine and her disappearance. But the only thing that police would confirm is that Jasmine didn't leave on her own. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I mean, I took Spanish in high school and I remember absolutely nothing. But now thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash girlgone. That's babbel.com slash girlgone for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. On February 18, 2019, Jasmine Robinson, 23 years old and seven months pregnant, vanished from her home in Archer, Florida. On the night Jasmine was last heard from, she spoke to her aunt on the phone, and at around 8 p.m., she told her aunt that she was going to bed. It was the last time anyone in Jasmine's family would ever speak to her again. A day later, her family reported her missing. And 10 days after she was last seen, police upgraded Jasmine's missing person status to endangered. When Jasmine was first reported missing, police had no evidence that something had actually happened to her. Despite her being seven months pregnant and missing her doctor's appointment and work, police had nothing immediately to indicate that Jasmine wasn't missing voluntarily. But 10 days after she was reported missing, they upgraded her case. By that time, police had searched Jasmine's home. Inside, they said they had found no signs of foul play, but they did find all of Jasmine's personal items left behind. And if she had been planning to leave, they were things that she would have taken with her. If there was any evidence collected from the home, police wouldn't say. But in an interview with the Gainesville Sun, Investigators said that there were indications that Jasmine was not alone when she left her home, and it did not appear that she was ready to leave. Detectives at the time were asking for the public's help, and although they wouldn't elaborate on what they had found so far, they did say that they had spoken to several people close to Jasmine and had subpoenaed bank records and phone records. But in the meantime, they needed to find Jasmine, and that need was increasing. It had now been over two weeks since she was last seen. Her family told the Gainesville son that they had continued to call Jasmine's phone, but the phone was now either off or just not working. And once police upgraded her case to an endangered missing person case, they seemed to be trying to put a lot of effort into finding Jasmine. As the three-week mark of Jasmine's disappearance approached, the Alashua County Sheriff's Department released a video asking for the public's help for information. We're asking all members of all of our communities to please keep an eye out for Jasmine. Our detectives are concerned. Her family is worried, and we need your help. The day they released the video on Facebook, they also had a live Q&A session for people to ask questions related to Jasmine's disappearance. But... Whatever police did know about Jasmine's disappearance, they were keeping quiet about. There were a lot of rumors going around, and a lot of people had opinions about what happened to Jasmine. But in the weeks after police made their plea, Jasmine was still missing, and they still didn't seem to know why. In the weeks before Jasmine went missing, her sister said that her child's father had been harassing her. So where was he? And had the police questioned him? Well, we don't know. I mean, we can assume that he would have been one of the first people that police spoke to after Jasmine went missing, especially considering what Jasmine had told her sister. But we have no way of knowing for sure. Jasmine's sister, however, was convinced that the father of the baby had something to do with her sister's disappearance. She told the Gainesville Sun that The man who Jasmine said was the father did not want her to have the baby. And although it's not known for sure what he was saying to Jasmine in those messages, the assumption was that he had been telling her to get rid of the baby. Now, rumors circulating on Facebook indicated that the man who was the father of the child was legally married when Jasmine got pregnant. And that's the reason why he wanted her to get rid of the baby but I couldn't find anything to confirm that information. Now, her sister believed that he had something to do with what happened and that he possibly had help from people that he knew. Police, however, never confirmed or denied this possibility, but they also never identified the father or name him as a person of interest. Now, I said that Archer was a small town, but I mean a really, really small town. I mean, currently, there are only around 1,100 residents in Archer. I mean, I know some of you have probably graduated high school with more people. So the fact that Jasmine was missing was something that everyone knew about, but no one was talking. Now, after Jasmine went missing, her family posted flyers in Archer and the surrounding areas, but no one ever called the number to report anything. Now, while researching this case, I came across an article that said someone in Archer had been taking down the missing persons flyers, but I couldn't confirm that information either. So, I'm not sure if that was just a rumor or if there was really someone going around maliciously tearing down Jasmine's missing persons flyers. But for months, Jasmine's family continued to search for her. They were finding nothing, but they continued their search. The date that would have been Jasmine's due date came and went, and the sadness of the niece and great-granddaughter that they wouldn't get to meet was overwhelming for her family. That should have been a happy time for them. They didn't get to give Jasmine a baby shower or be there to welcome her and Jamelia home from the hospital. That had all been taken away, and they still didn't know why. In April 2019, a $8,000 reward for information leading to an arrest was offered by the Florida Sheriffs Association and Crime Stoppers, but no one had come forward with any helpful information. In November 2019, 9 months after Jasmine disappeared, CBS4 spoke to Jasmine's grandmother. The past 9 months had taken a toll on Jasmine's elderly grandmother. All she did was worry about her granddaughter. She said this. I'm looking to see or hear something or get a closure or something. And it's just been hard on me. And I've been sick and in the hospital and part of my trouble is worrying about her. And when she was asked about the person responsible for Jasmine's disappearance, this was her reply. Whoever it is, I hope they pay. I don't want nothing bad to happen to no one. But I just want a closing of Jasmine Robinson. They also spoke to the sheriff's office during that interview. And they said, quote, it's very much an active case. It's on our detective's case forefront every day, and they continue to work on it. There are a lot of working pieces to the case that don't necessarily go in the public eye. They also said that they were still conducting searches as recently as that week. Despite the effort of the police and Jasmine's family, no one was coming forward to help fill in the missing pieces. Police knew something, but it wasn't enough to arrest anybody. And with no one coming forward with information, although open, the investigation didn't seem to be moving in the right direction. As the one-year anniversary of Jasmine's disappearance approached, Jasmine's family was still no closer to finding her. Her sister again spoke to the Gainesville son to mark the one-year anniversary of Jasmine's disappearance. and she told the paper that, quote, "We're strong. I still don't know how we're going about with this. I just want my sister back. I want my niece back." In the year since she had been missing, Investigators had searched areas in and around Archer, including wooded areas and waterways. They had subpoenaed Jasmine's phone and bank records and executed warrants, and they spoke to people who knew Jasmine, but none of the information they had learned or found had brought them the answer to the most important question, where Jasmine was and where her daughter was. The police said that they would continue to search for Jasmine and hold out hope that Jasmine would be found alive until they knew otherwise. But after the one-year anniversary, the public information about Jasmine's disappearance slowed down. The local news around Archer had been following the case, but with such little information about her case being made publicly available, there just wasn't much to report on and her disappearance was never picked up by any mainstream media outlets. On the two-year anniversary of Jasmine's disappearance, the Alashua County Sheriff's Office announced that they were offering a $10,000 reward for information. After two years and an increased reward, police hoped that this new reward would compel someone to come forward with information that they needed. But as of today, Jasmine's case remains open. She's never been found and no suspect has ever been named. It's now been three and a half years since Jasmine Robinson was last seen. The daughter that she was pregnant with would be at least two years old. Her family not only lost her, they lost her unborn baby too. There are so many questions about what actually happened to Jasmine. Police said that she left her home with someone, but they have never said how they came to that conclusion. All we know for sure is that at some point on the night of February 18th or the early morning hours of the 19th, Jasmine, seven months pregnant, disappeared. It's clear that police have more information than they are willing to reveal, but Until they get the information they need, they can't make an arrest. Someone in Archer knows exactly what happened to Jasmine and her baby. And it's time to do the right thing and talk to the police. Jasmine Robinson was last seen in Archer, Florida on February 18th, 2019. She was seven months pregnant at the time. Her last communication to a family member was around 8 p.m. that night. And police believe that she left her home that night with someone. If you have any information about who that person was or the circumstances of Jasmine's disappearance, please contact the Alasha County Sheriff. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. It also helps our show grow. As always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook.